0: views ideas and opinions of all of us here at lucia at night and our guests are their own and you should always seek additional professional opinion and advice pertaining to any of the topics discussed here on lucia at night hi and welcome to lucia at night we are back with another show thanks so much to everyone who listened to our valentine's day special on how to bring Romance back into your life. On today's show, we're talking about stress and how to fight stress. Um, well Seekers is doing a six part series on anxiety and depression. So we thought since we talk about, you know, closing the door on your day and lighting up your night, how can we live more stress free when we come home? Um, and what can we do to bring into our lives that offers stress reduction? Um, one of the things that I think is That's my phone. Someone wants to talk to me. (laughs) Um, One of the things that I think we forget to talk about so much is how important fun is, right? We have these really busy lives and we come home and we bring the stress in, but um, how can we decompress in a fun way and doing things in our life that we want to do that bring us joy? Um, so we're going to be talking about that today. We're also going to be um, talking to Mary Joyner. She's the daughter of Flojo, Florence Griffith Joyner, the fastest woman in the world. Mary's going to be talking about how she, um, as a mom, as the new CEO of her company, Flojo Forever, as a musician, how she de-stresses in her life and the lessons her mom taught about um, taught her about stress. And then we are going to be offering everyone some things to take home and they can try at home um, to help them close the door on their day and light up their night because that's what we love to do here at Luchi at Night. But before we get started, let's get caught up. First of all, you'll probably notice a new background and you see Sarah and Krista on camera. Just so everyone knows, um, we recorded this whole show, except I wasn't recording. (laughs) 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 This is take two. two. (laughs) Um, So hopefully it's just as good but um this is this is my work studio essentially for recording at night so that's what's behind me and these two beautiful women are also in front of me on screen so how are you both before we um started recording we were talking to sarah about dating and i asked mm-hmm. her if she was dating anyone and she said something that shocked me. Krista did it, did it shock you too because it, she's it's a millennial.
1: shocking she's given her age. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: Yeah. Sarah's 27. Yeah. She said that she will not go on dating apps. It's like how do you meet humans? <laughs> like everyone's on a
1: dating app. The old fashioned way. That's right.
0: Well first Going how out. do you meet humans and then second why no dating apps?
2: Um, well meeting people like going to the gym obviously I meet a lot of people there and then going out with friends we meet people friends of friends I meet so I mean that's how I meet people and hope that someday I meet the right person you will you're so young Mm
0: -hmm. I'm still I need to think I've got to know someone to set her up with (laughs) it'll happen
2: I hope so I
1: I have a son No. no he's taken though isn't he I don't know. I've never met her. He says he has a girlfriend. But oh, I really but don't she's know. okay. He hasn't brought her home to hope there. Sarah. <laughs> there's hope there.
0: Um, why no bumble though? Because I know when I first started going, well, after I got divorced and I went back on dating apps, it did scare me too, but there's definitely like you can background check them. Usually they're like the you'll see the same people and they're friends of friends or someone knows them because it's such a small community. This whole state's really small. I live in Connecticut. I feel like someone knows from like even like down Fairfield County to the top of the state. You can somehow connect people usually.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Still know it just Mm. always freaked me out because you just don't know who's on the other side of the screen. Who's
1: really on the other side of the screen?
2: Yeah, and you know I. I, I watch a lot of, like, I really shouldn't because it does freak me out, but, like, Dateline, Law & Order. I never really watched Catfish, but I saw some episodes of that. So it's, like, it just freaks you out because you don't know who you're actually meeting, and then if they are the person that you're meeting, you don't know who they are. Like, I don't know. It just freaks me out a little bit. I think I've I just some, watch that stuff too much.
0: I think I've met some cool people on dating apps that
1: are still my friends. Yeah. But... It didn't work out. See, I've been on Bumble, but I have never actually met someone, gone on a date with somebody, and that's why I stopped doing it. Because I'm like, who am I kidding? For your (laughs) same reasons, I'm not ever going to go and actually meet somebody. Oh, I've met a lot of people. I I just won't, honestly. And there's like really, there's a couple
0: people I have in mind that are they're still my friends from that that are just good, good
1: people. Mm. But I
0: get what you're saying. You yeah. almost need to push past the fear and invest in a good background.
1: I'm check. just comfort, comforted and <laughs> well, I just I say, well, I think I would rather stumble rather than bumble. bumble.
0: Well, wow, I maybe like it's just Wow, that. <laughs> the old fashioned It's going right?
2: to be my new logo. <laughs> yes. Stumble,
0: not bumble. <laughs> stumble doesn't really happen though. If we're being totally fair, I yeah. feel like people just don't, their heads are down. Yeah. Like no one wants to make face, it's always like, and- even at a coffee shop, people are like in and out as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, grab the order to go. Oh, grocery yeah. shopping, I don't even go to the grocery store anymore. It gets delivered to my door or Amazon. I'm never in Target. It's just like people are so in their lives. The gym is a good one. Yeah. For sure. I mean, not my gym because it's mostly female, but <laughs> I could see why the gym would work at yeah. your mm-hmm. age especially, Sarah. I just there's like nothing I want more than just to be like This is, we're taping at night. I wish that I had a little baby here with me and a husband. Yeah. It's no secret. If you know me, that's what I want. (laughs) I just think family's everything. And now you guys at Lucia at night are my family. So thanks for being that. Um, No, Sarah wasn't saying, Krista was saying that Airbnb, she saw something about how dangerous Airbnb is, which I've always said, and now, uber's getting attention i've also always said that we're we're (laughs) taught like to not get into strangers cars and not go to strangers houses and now we're paying money to hop into strangers cars and strangers houses and Mm. it just never has it's been so counterintuitive to me maybe because living in big cities alone as especially young like i moved to new york at 21 on my own not knowing anyone you're just like trained to sort of just avoid people, but um, like strangers anyway, and not get into cars and go to strange houses. But there were over 6,000 Uber assaults last year.
1: I just think that's insane. Mm. Well, you know what I think about Airbnb and the difference in why I'm able to do it. I have had positive experiences when I've done it. And like we were saying, I've done it out of this country, Um, you know, taken one, two, and three aside.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and in remote country, you know, states in this country, like out in the West. And, um, I think it's because you have some security and false or, you know, not in, they've done it before. Like there are some general guidelines that have to be met. And if they're a psycho, I mean, they're going to not be able to be renting their place, Mm -hmm. I guess. I I don't know. Not not
2: true. I I know, I know that. Definitely not true. But if you think about it, I mean. I
1: mean, if they're a super host.
2: Yeah, true. You know. (laughs) But like (sighs) my mom would tell me when she was younger, you know, they they would rent a beach house. So it's like, I guess essentially mm -hmm. the same thing. But I guess you never really think about the fact that the person has keys and they could go into the house when you That's all I
0: think about. Again, I don't know (laughs) if it's because I was raised by a colonel
2: and an Mm. Italian
0: family, but like... (laughs) My mom was like a hippie mom, so it was a very odd, like, Italians, colonel, and hippie California mom. But my dad would (laughs) just drill into our head like do not like i don't know i just hear his voice in my head yeah like the first thing i thought was like yeah like someone could make keys right yeah because i have copies of all of my keys like even my office key Mm. i've like distributed like so many which is really bad copies of that key (laughs) do you know what i mean like you don't even know who they gave it to they may be a super host Mm -hmm. but they're like friend's friend who has a copy of your key may not may not be a super host do you know what i mean I don't know. Anyway, just, just be careful out there, ladies and men. Yeah, and men yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, I know so many guys who have been mugged. Yeah, <laughs> on those situations, we're,
1: we're we're really painted a
0: fun
2: <laughs> night here. <at> a Night.
1: <laughs> Somebody did come into my apartment, and it was the creepiest feeling. When just the other day. On accident. On total accident. Oh
2: god. Because
1: there's some work that's being done upstairs Mm -hmm. with the people they moved out and my landlord because I'm now renting Mm -hmm. left like a key for the exterior and their apartment. Mm. Turns out it was his master key because it also got into my apartment and all of a sudden the guy just kind of came in and I was like Oh my goodness. Wrong, wrong, you're you're upstairs. And he was very apologetic. It was totally accidental, but it does kind of creep you out. I have,
0: um, well, first of all, I live in a guarded community. Like literally there's someone at a gate. So that helps me. But Mm -hmm. I also installed, and by me, I mean my um, ex-husband, shatterproof glass on all of my windows so they can't actually break the glass. Oh, It's like special. Like it's like a film you put over it. It's unbreakable. So they can't break the glass. And then I also had him install something called Night Guard. Shout out to Night Guard. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something you put in your floors and then you slide this like little rim over it. I'll have to show show you. But or you just Google Night Guard. Mm-hmm. Um and it's essentially a barricade, so someone cannot get into. Like you should watch the videos. They they're like ramming this door, mm. and they can't get in. So I have like my back door and my front door have that barricade guard on it, and then all my first floor windows have shatterproof glass. Wow, interesting. All right.
1: Well, you're all set.
3: I'll
0: keep that and in mind. And I still get scared at night, ladies <laughs> <Yeah>. and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 Um, but that's the story for another time. Anyway, so in today's show we're talking about stress. This is the stuff that stresses now that, me out. Yeah, stress. now I'm a little
2: stressed out.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm now like, now close I'm the door on your day. Mm. Literally
0: close your door. Close your door. Lock Lock it it <laughs> Dead bolt. <laughs> Put the chair up. <laughs> oh yeah. And I have an alarm system. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Don't man. come to my house. Mm. All I need is a dog. And I feel like
2: That's what I'm saying. Like you when you I have move a doggy. Out, I do, but I live yeah. with my parents right now. And if I move out, I would because that's technically the family dog, so it stays with my parents. Aww. But if I move out on my own, I always said I want a dog. Cause like, not that the dog is gonna really like, might not protect me. I just want it to warn Alert. me, a so warn then I you. could like move. Yeah, like, they will warn you. Yeah, for sure.
0: But if you have like a German Shepherd or something, they're gonna protect you. Too, yeah, right? yeah. Krista, you don't have a dog. No, it, I want no, a I'm dog.
1: totally vulnerable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not put that out I there. I nothing. <laughs> <laughs> She's kidding. She is totally kidding. Oh, I don't even want to add what else I have. Never mind. We're gonna never skip mind. <laughs> yeah. on that. Okay. So Sarah's face was priceless. <laughs> if you're watching this um, and not listening to the audio podcast, switch over to the video. So on today's show, we're talking about you know when you get home, what do you do to de-stress? Mary Joiner is gonna be coming on, like we talked about. Um, and Mary's mom broke. She's still the fastest woman alive um flow joe she set a world record in the 100 and 200 meter runs in the 1988 um olympics in seoul and they still to this day have not been broken which i just think it's is crazy. it's there is I, I haven't done the research on this because this shows more feedback <laughs> and fun but i'm gonna look it up mm. i mean there's this must be one of the last records yeah. of like the 80s with all the technology and the training and the things, the advantages that athletes have, um, that this record is still here. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. It's just, it speaks to, it's such a testimony to how talented Flojo was and mm. um, how just honestly one of a kind Yeah, she is. Um, could you imagine her in 2020 running with all the technology and advancements? Mm.
2: Because the record might be broken. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. That's wild.
0: So we'll be talking to Mary about how she handles stress um, and lessons that her mom taught her when she's under pressure. Um, I'm sure she was under an enormous amount of pressure throughout her entire career. So Mary's going to be talking about that. And she's also going to be telling us about her brand new company, Flojo Forever, that's honoring her mom. um, And of course, the Summer Olympics 2020 this year. So a great year to be talking about that. Um, and Mary's also one of my good friends. I love Mary. Um, we met each other when I did music back in the day. So she's been a friend for a long, long time. So we can't wait to have her on the show. Um, but stress when you get home, oh my gosh, one of the things we talk about a lot here are relationships too. And we've all been in relationships and uh, married, divorced twice, (laughs) divorced twice, divorced once. And Significant other that you lived with, Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. even just, and f- you've had a family, Krista, I hope mm-hmm. to have a family, but just like when you come home and you are stressed out from the demands of work, or maybe you're at home and your significant other's coming home mm. and you're stressed out from your day with the kids, um, how do you decompress? With so much to do, like, I always just think, and then you pick up the mail, like, when I come in and I pick up the mail, and there's, like, because I have, like, health stuff, there's usually something from an insurance company, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, and then you have to pay this bill, and it's like, just everyone wants your attention, so how do you stay present, and more importantly, when you get home, how do you insert joy into your relationships and into your night? Does anyone want to start?
2: hmm well, I actually don't know. I mean... You're like, I'm here for you to tell me. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I mean... <laughs> and I, the I've, munchkins that are behind me. That's yeah, why I
2: came. <laughs> I've had, I mean, like, lately within the last, I would say maybe a year, year and a half, work's been very stressful for me. Um, and, you know, I, I do have my dog there and, you know, cuddle with him. I, that definitely helps. Or maybe I'll listen to music. But I really don't think, because... Sometimes, you know, my parents don't really understand my job so much. So I can't really say anything to them because they just don't know how to help. And so I, you know, I'll go to the gym and decompress, you know, throwing some weights around and whatnot. And that helps. But I actually, I feel like I don't really know how to, like, handle the day, like, how to decompress from work. Interesting. Yeah.
0: That's really, we can talk about that. I can Mm -hmm. share my
1: experience. Krista? Um. So my life circumstances are just different today. So I don't have a lot of external demands. Um, and I don't want to compare it to when I was, you know, a married mother of two. um Or Why? a single mother of two, because I didn't handle it very well. Oh, yeah. Right. So I didn't, I didn't learn how to. Handle stress very well. Well, I, I think to, that's
0: an important lesson. Like right. how to do it health in a healthy way. I mean, can we say it? Say what? Well, maybe not. That's Krista's story to share. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Krista didn't decompress well. So you were in the same boat. Uh, I, I was as Sarah. and I have since learned. I wish I knew what I know today. Yeah. And mm. was able to apply it in my life as a single mom, as a, a married woman, mother. Um, because I think it would have been a very different experience. Mm. Um, um, so today, one of the things that I do understand is that, you know, it, it doesn't like, we think so many things are immediate, and we have to give everybody, like you said, you know, everybody our attention and we have to look at that bill and we have to, you know, figure out the demands and it just isn't, you know, there are very few things that are absolutely have to be done right this minute. And so I think that you are able to take time for yourself and really just breathe. I'm, I'm big on meditating, breathing, breathing listening to some music, reading some novels, like poetry, like words, um, just for a little bit of time. Yeah, which is so hard to do if you're coming, walking into
0: a house of like three kids mm. coming at you <laughs> and um, a wife. But that is some. I mean, I think that meditation, we think of it as sitting down and like spending, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It can literally be like, um, Swami, who if you ever listen to Well Seekers, like he does the breathing meditation and driving meditation. So like on your way home from work, Sarah, mm-hmm. um, putting in a meditation so that by the time you get home you're you you have decompressed. Right. Um, or the breath of fire. Do you know what that is? It's like literally thirty seconds of like in through your I'll link the videos because he walks you through it, but it's like mm-hmm like even just doing that for 10 seconds helps like get out the fire that you've been accumulating all day long at work. Mm -hmm. So really quick meditations like that too. Um, and I love what you said, Crystal, like it doesn't need to be attended to straight away. Like I'll tell people like, take your bills and I do this. Mm -hmm. like, put them aside and I'll look at this tonight when, you know, the kids go to bed, go to bed. and yeah. when I'm done watching a half hour of television. And so some things like those tasks that normally, cause I will on my own just get so overwhelmed. But um, what I tell people and what I used to do, if I had people that wanted my attention when I came in, like a spouse um, was set those aside and deal with them when everyone's gone to bed um, or, the breath of fire on the way home, I had a long commute. Mm-hmm. So I would listen to meditation on the way home. And the other thing, Sarah, that I would do that, I don't know, like anyone listening can take this advice too, but if you can't decompress with someone at home mm. because they want your attention when you come in the door um, or if you can't decompress with someone at home, cause they don't understand, can you call someone on the ride home? Like that was another big thing that I've always suggested to people, but also that I do too. Um, is try and call someone, usually Krista. And then by the time you get home, it's like, they it's it's out. You know what I mean? So you're present for the person. And don't always, it doesn't always have to be a negative call. It could be like a right. positive call or a making a fun plan call. But mm. just having that outlet so that when you get home, you're more present.
1: It's usually a dump call. But it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. That's what About helps. one thing. <laughs> we'll get into it later. <laughs> I feel like my dump calls... I, Pretty much stay on topic. Oh, oh yeah. You're a good It's like a one one You're focused. <laughs> I'm focused on one main issue right now. There you go. Yeah. Um so yeah, so compartmentalizing, trying to get it out before you get home, or even just saying to your significant other, like, I've had a really bad day. If you do have kids, can we take like ten minutes when they, when our kids are in bed, and like, can I decompress with you? Because then you just know that that outlet's there. Krista said, Meditation, so good. Prayer, um, I, I use prayer a lot. Um, and then when everyone's in bed, 30 minutes of television, some of those techniques that we have on Well Seekers, um, like the box, I use that stuff, like coloring books and different mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, what else do I do? Music, I do listen to music, like, I will really. Light a candle, put on music and aromatherapy before bed. Hmm. I've always done that for probably like 20 years to help go to sleep. So, lots of ways to stress and/or de-stress. de-stress. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stress Anything else in life? <laughs> you both do before we give a call to Mary Joyner to talk about? lock
1: lock the doors
0: <laughs> oh yeah and then i Dead completely bolt. bolt my house down i put on the, the night guard i make sure the glass is shatterproof and then um bring the car key right next to me so i can hit the alarm <laughs> i set my alarm yeah sometimes i have someone run like a test break-in oh,
1: i'm just God. kidding i don't do that i don't do that
0: okay but now it's That's kind of commitment. a good idea yeah <laughs> um anyway so how do you de-stress in in a way that you really like uh send us you can well just shoot us an, an i an ig <laughs> i was gonna say an im it's Uh-oh. like it's 2008 yeah <laughs> i am me just
2: <laughs> throwing uh, it back
0: <laughs> yeah you could dm us we're everywhere Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Wellseekers. Let us know how do you decompress? um, And hopefully you got some ideas and hopefully you'll get more great ideas and just an inspirational look at how one of the um, most incredible women, fastest women, the fastest woman in Mm -hmm. the world, how she handled stress. Um, We'll talk to her daughter, Mary Joyner next and we'll get... Mary Joyner's opinion on how she deals with stress every day, being a CEO, a mom, a young mom, um, and a musician. So we'll be right back on the G at Night. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless, and with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high speed data, coast to
3: coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65, or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada
0: and Mexico, plus text and data in over 210 countries worldwide, all with the best. Phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at pulsecellular.com.
2: Close the door
0: on your day and light up your nights. You're listening to Lucia at Night. And we're back on Lucia at Night with our guest and my good friend because Lucia at night it's all about getting more personal. Mary Joyner. Mary is the CEO of Flojo Forever. She's also an incredibly talented artist, musician, producer, singer, dancer. Mary, what am I leaving out? Because you are just unreal when it comes to anything creative. <laughs> Mary Joyner, join are- us now.
3: Oh. Did I leave something out? Oh, my God. No, no, you're amazing. Extraordinary um, mom. I- <laughs> <laughs> hello yeah I'm I'm pretty much attacking all my blessings and just trying to find balance on top of you know first things first being a mom and I'm just trying to balance it all out so mm. what has changed between me not only doing music and me finally making kojo Forever come to life it has been more filling in, in my heart and just trying to just do what I can to honor my mom while being a mom and leaving room to continue my music career.
0: <laughs> just in case people don't know, tell us who your mom was. Obviously, Flo jo, the fastest woman of all time. But tell us who your mom was to you. When you think of your mom, how do you think of her?
3: Honestly, just mommy. Like to me, she was just mommy. I I still see her as just an amazing mother. She just excelled in motherhood, always really like supported anything I wanted to do when I was younger, and she taught me a lot of things at an early age, and just always traveling with her and seeing how the world and people reacted to her really taught me a lot that I didn't know I was taking in as a child that helped me. Now, as an adult, as I'm trying to coming into my own and, like, seeing, like, what my purpose is here on Earth, like, I, I still, of course, every day wish I had her here to talk to, especially as a mother.
1: Mm. But uh,
3: I find her videos online and I look for her interviews and I just try to, you know, try to connect with her each way I can. And I think starting the company has been so fulfilling with just staying connected with her and really doing my job as continuing her legacy.
0: So, Mary, just as we're talking, I'm sure almost everyone knows who Florence Griffith Joiner is or Flojo. But what I find amazing is, can you remind us what her record, because she had multiple records, right? I mean, she's still considered the fastest woman alive.
3: Yes, she worked so hard because she wasn't always the gold medalist or the fastest woman. She, From the beginning, she really worked hard in trying to seeing who her competitors were. And in the 1984 Olympics, she got the silver medal. Then 1988 was her time to shine. So she was a three-time gold medalist at the 1988 Olympics. And in 1988, at the U.S. Olympic Trials, In Indianapolis, she set the world record in the 100 meters at 10.49. That still holds today. And then at the Olympics, she set the world record for her 200 meters, which was one of her favorite races, at 21.34. And they still stand today. And not only did she hold world records, she won them in amazing, flamboyant, just unique outfits and her long nails. She really stood out on the track and she brought beauty and grace and style and fashion to the sport that is still used today, which is great to see from, you know, up and coming athletes and athletes that have been established after my mother.
0: People don't recognize her. Maybe they do, but I just don't want it to be lost. So I sort of I want to re-say it. But so much has changed in the world of sports. I mean, look around at sports in 2020, right? So I'm terrible at math. So that was 32 years ago that your mom broke or created those records. And they still remain today in spite of the training, in spite of the shoes, in spite of the supplements, nutrition information, all of this stuff. I mean, we're basically genetically engineering and modifying athletes and still your mom holds those records like that is unreal you know what i think what
3: i think my mom had a work ethic that can't be matched mm. not only did she did have intensive work ethic she studied what she was doing wrong and she was coached by two of the best world known athletes in the world of track and field which is my uncle bobby kersey and then my father al joiner and with having two of those coaches, because I've trained with them, <laughs> they don't have just normal workouts. Those workouts are intense, but, you know, you, you're not only training your body, you're also training your mind. And what she had that other athletes are still trying to balance today is the mentality that you need to have, the mental focus, the mental drive, the mental visualization that you need to See yourself accomplishing all your dreams and goals and not think that the impossible is possible to happen. She believed in the impossible and she made it happen with her strong faith in God. And not only Mm -hmm. that, she wanted to be as fast as the men. So she trained like the men. And my dad really made sure that he worked on what areas that my uncle didn't teach her. So it was a balance. So she had more than intense training than the, than the athletes that we have today. She didn't have the distractions better today. I think personally, from my opinion, I think athletes today, they have the platform, they have the videos, to study, and they have also all these distractions where you got to maintain an image. You got to people, you know, kind of wondering about social life. So mm. it's kind of hard. Because you got people trying into your life and want to see your personal life instead of just waiting for you to continue your training and then show up and win at these championships. I think in this day and age, it's good and bad that we have to see all sides of a person and the sides of a celebrity and the sides of these professional athletes and we just have to know more about them. But, you know, how is it for them? It's because You say you can have a great race and then afterwards you're being attacked for something that you did not on the track or not in the sport field. That's what we have to deal with today. So I do feel for the athletes because it has been so hard to break my mom's world record but they don't understand the dedication that she put in for years of trying to correct and be number one because she wasn't always number one and I think that's what makes her uh, extraordinary athlete. And not only that, she had amazing sportsmanship.
0: So you think it was really dedication and that distraction adds to some of the athletes today?
3: Yes, yes. Mm. It, It is so hard being an athlete or a celebrity in today's world because we have the platform of comparison. We are so focused on trying to see what the others are doing instead of, you know, always focusing on ourselves. And if you master just focusing on yourself, even I'm still learning it. I have to keep knowing what I have to do and not worry about what the next person is doing. And when I try to be the best person that I can be, the only competition that you should see and that I really focus on is the person that you look at in the mirror.
0: I love that. Before you came on, we were chatting about, you know, sometimes we do get down and we do get disconnected from people, even though social media is everywhere. And we have a lot of pressures. Like you just said, whether you're an athlete or not, even just maintaining an image on social media or being connected all the time and just on your game all the time. And we were talking about ways to stay. I don't want to say positive because I don't think it necessarily is positivity. I think it's grounding and like staying true and honoring yourself. It sounds like your mom really mastered that honoring herself, staying true to herself. What are some of the things that she did? And what are some of the things that you do to honor yourself, to stay grounded, to stay connected? If you do feel anxious or depressed to work through that?
3: i say the most significant thing about my mom was that she wrote down her goals and her aspirations and what she wanted, whether if there was a specific time or whether if it was, you know, a goal that she wanted to attain and accomplish. She wrote it down where she could see or wrote motivational words down. And I'm I'm a musician and a singer and a songwriter. So writing is my other form of therapy which is linked to singing. So I kind of just let that all go when I really want to manifest into what I want out of this life. And I learned that from her is because was always writing. She was always writing. I always saw her writing. And then after she would write what she wanted to do, she would take the steps to accomplish, to get to that goal that she wanted to do and the things that she wrote down. And, you know, it was just, it was just amazing to see that as a, as a young age and how all the things that she was doing still apply and helped me today because without her here, I still know what she did. And, you know, how she really, really focused on manifesting. It's really manifesting and, and, and mantras, like saying what you want out of the day, out of the week, out of the month, out of your life, and really speaking it into existence, you know? And what she always had was three words, which was believe, succeed, achieve. And those words that she looked at every day, you can interchange them, believe, achieve succeed and you can see that when you interchange them like those are three words that really really describe her because she believed in 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 the impossible and she made it happen for her and even though she had doubters she had haters she had rumors she had all that without the way social media and and how it still applies today like she still instilled in me that you can't worry about what other people talk about. You can't worry about other people trying to bring you down. If you're dealing with somebody that's trying to bring you down or or you find yourself, you know, being, being picked on or cyberbullied or whatever like that, that's none of your business. That's none of my business of what the other person thinks about me. And she always said, like, everyone's going to be entitled to their own opinion and what they think but what you're going to be focused on is is being the best person that you can be praying she was really really big on praying she Mm -hmm. made sure that we said our prayers all the time and when you're praying you know for people who are really strong within their faith you speak things to just know how to give it to god or whatever higher power you believe in you have to put something above yourself mm. and above others because if you put yourself above others then you know it, it's not going to work out you have to really really put something above yourself to guide you to let go so writing praying meditating um uh, you know just seeking things into existence existence and positivity, Will help you get through the the doubt because everybody wants to flaunt their up. We don't we don't like to highlight our doubts. Mm. It's like oh I'm not doing so well because I've been in this rut. But what I've learned is I have gone through my rut and I'm going to share my story whether it's in whatever form I decide, whether it's in my writing, whether it's in a song, whether if it's in a poem or a video. Or, you know, I find ways to take my pain and turn it into creativity. And with all the stuff that she was dealing with, my mom, she was very big on fitness. She would just go on a run and get it out. So everybody has their own form of therapy. And I think with fitness and, you know, entertainment, we have the ability to get things out in a different form. And and make it a part of our journey to hopefully help somebody along the way that can they can relate to.
0: Thanks, Mary, for sharing that. And it sounds like you have really absorbed what your mom did to help when those times of anxiousness or worry that come to all of us, but it's how we deal with it, right? right. Now, I'm not talking like, clinically depressed and clinically anxious, that's a different thing. But we all face anxieties and we all face down days and hard days. And what do you do to, you know, to rise and come back from that and to keep it from going too far? And it sounds like your mom really passed on to you how to do that. And that is powerful, powerful stuff. And you just so you know, you mentioned everything that I would mention, Um, writing it out, finding a creative outlet, praying. I mean, God's really important to me, too. I think. We both have shared that a connection to something higher than yourself, right? right? Just some sort of higher power. I couldn't have said it any better than that from even a clinical perspective. And it's amazing that she just naturally gravitated towards that. Or was that something that she was taught?
3: I believe that she just had a very strong connection with God and Mm. she strengthened her faith more than anything. And so with strengthening her faith, she strengthened her mind, body, and spirit. Because once you connect all of those, Mm. that is so important to, you know, succeed in this life while we have on earth. That's the most important. You got to have everything balanced, your mind, body, and spirit. And with that, you got to, you know, believe in something Way bigger than this world. You have to believe in something way bigger than a a celebrity or way bigger than, you know, a a person that you look up to. You got to put something way above that you want to believe in and and speak to and give your all to. And then the universe will, you know, hopefully work in your favor. But, you know, it's not easy. I struggled. I, I struggled a lot because, you know, at seven years old, I really learned what this world was about. It's not all fairy tales. It's not all Disney movies. You know, it's, it's about really waking up into reality and how you deal with your reality of life is so important. And what's crazy is, is that I really learned that even as a younger child, I was stronger, if that makes any sense. I had to be strong When my mother passed away, because all the adults I would have looked to for comfort were broken. The Mm. whole world was saddened by my mom's death. And I I really hate to bring this up, but it's just like, you know, the year before, um, you know, my mom's hometown in Los Angeles when Nipsey passed away. It was a big death. And I had flashbacks because my mom's death was huge in L.A. There's people lined up everywhere. And then recently, just losing Kobe, Mm. you see how death has affected the whole world with a certain person, a certain figure. And you find what their meaning is way more after their death. It's like a, a turn of events that makes you remind yourself, we are only here temporarily, so we really have to find our purpose and our balance within what this world can do to us. The good, the bad, the the promising and the unpromising. You know, we have to really look into ourselves and look what we're focused on. We have to really manifest what we want out of this life. And and when death comes along, uh, unfortunately, in my life you know, it it, it hits home. I, I'm very empathetic at times. So I feel for, you know, just all these families, all these tragedies that are going on in the world. So, you know, going to the personal side, you have to really get in check with your mental health. Mm. After my mom passed away, I think everything else was going on that I'm not saying people forgot about me, but, I should have been in therapy. Yeah. And I don't think therapy, unfortunately, with certain families is looked at the way it's looked at now. It wasn't looked at, oh, it was important. It was like, looked at like, oh, nothing's wrong with my child. So, no, she don't need therapy. She's got, she's, she's, she's a prey. She's got sports. She's got school. She's got friends. So, other than that, growing up, that inner child never healed. Mm. So while that inner child and the main child that I was at seven years old was being strong for all the adults, as I became an adult, that inner child got really hurt because she had to understand this life without her mom. And then just really finding a way and the pressure that came along with being in my family, it's like, okay, you better do track, or, you know... Whatever you do, you have to be, you know, the best at it. And I'm not just talking like, okay, if you're going to do music, like even doing music now, I feel like I failed because I haven't gotten a Grammy now. I should have been, you know, Mm. stayed in track. And and there's a lot of pressure that I put on myself personally. And what I've learned now is none of that's important. The main Mm. important thing is taking care of my mental health and taking care of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because guess what? Now I have a son that looks up to me and I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with stress, but it was all about boundaries of losing certain people that weren't good for me and saying, no, I really had to say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do and how I want to do it. You know, talking about my mom is not going to make me sad or, you know, depressed. It's actually going to help me. So don't ever let people tell you how to cope or what you want to do or this is going to make you feel a certain way. You are in control of your mind, body, and you know what you want out of this life and you have to attack it. And it's good to get advice here and there, but you have to make sure that you're not trying to have somebody to tell you, what they can't do and tell you you can't do it. That's the most important out of this life. Just because that person can't do it, don't let them tell tell you that, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. No, so that's because they can't do it. Yeah. And now being a parent, I'm still parenting my son and then I'm parenting my inner child. People have to know that our generation we have a little bit of the old school we have a little bit of the new school and for this upcoming generation they have all this technology and social media and outlets to 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 cope and express themselves we didn't have that Mm. we were learned to kind of be quiet you know we were learned to just oh be strong I had it worse than you back in my day we didn't have this like to grow up in that you learn to be quiet and silent. You're healing. No, you got to get that out some way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you want to host this show? Because you're. (laughs) (laughs) I also, while I'm at it, I have a few clients you could see. A lot of other things. No, that was, I mean, I literally couldn't say it any better. All of that is just so powerful and so true. And even if you take some of the pressures that you talked about, right? That your family put upon you. And those are enormous. When your mom's the fastest woman in the world, imagine that pressure. But that is a typical scenario within families, right? So people listening right now, they may have a pressure to take over a family business, or maybe they're an artist and their family wanted them to be a doctor, um, or they're feeling disconnected and stressed out in some other way, but they probably relate to what you just said about your family, right? But imagine feeling that and then having it be put on such a large, large level, like that's an enormous amount of pressure to deal with. And, and you do it gracefully and you do it well, and you haven't won a grand me Yet I don't even know if you want a Grammy. If you do, I'm gonna put it in your yet. Now <laughs> to the universe Thanks. as a yet, yeah. not a no. And if you don't want a Grammy, I support that too. But just so so powerful, so many lessons. And I know you brought up Kobe, and I can't help but think of the how that is similar as well. Um, after your mom died, I was young because I think we're around the same age. So I don't totally remember it, but I do remember years later, learning about it and seeing pictures and videos. And it was really big, wasn't it? Or am I just imagining that because I was little?
3: It was really big. Um, Going through therapy, I realized I blocked out a lot. And with these public and really intense, big deaths, it kind of just, you know, gave me flashbacks. So, you know, I, I spend my serious, and most biggest prayers and condolences to the family right now because I I, I don't wish you know a, a, a death a, a very tragic death in the public eye especially at this time you know you've got the videos that are swirling around that you know are just reminders of what they probably don't need right now mm. and you know we. We tend to be selfish at times and not really remind ourselves that celebrities are human beings. Yeah. Once they're off the TV, once they're off the court, once they're in their homes and with their families, they are just mommy, daddy, a father, a son, an a uncle, a nephew. They are just those roles to those people, a friend. And they're not that celebrity that the world sees and puts on this pedestal as you got to be perfect all the time because we needed, you know, unfortunately, these wake up calls to remind like everybody doesn't have eternal place on this this earth in an instant second. People can be taken away from us. The world can be turned upside down with with the whole Kobe situation. When I heard, I mean, I don't know crying i was just crying and i hadn't learned about the rest of the the sad bosses about you know who was on the flight or whatever i just i just felt like it was like this is beyond you know just uh oh so and so passed away from this like it to hear a tragic death and then to hear your baby was on the plane too. And then other babies were on the plane because they were just babies, you know, Mm. even though they were teenagers, they were just babies. They hadn't even, even scratched the surface of who or what they could have been yet. And, you know, it's, that's the part that you think about when this happens, you really have to do some soul searching and reflection. So you don't, Become so sad and depressed because you got to think about what their family's feeling. Like, you, you know, this, this is a person that was a public figure, but what is their family feeling? Losing my mom, I just remember hiding a lot. And you got people coming in and out of your house, people dropping off food. But I think the worst part was going outside and there's just helicopters circling your home, no mm-hmm. privacy. Yeah. It was no privacy and, and then you got speculations coming out. So, like, it was brutal for my father and my family. Like, they didn't have time to just mourn my mom. They had to be ridiculed by, you know, the unfortunate rumors. And then, like, you know, there's always rumors after death. I don't know why it is. People just talk to talk and want to figure out things. It's just like, no. A family just lost somebody. Mm. A kid just lost their parent. Do you understand that? A kid just lost their parent. Yeah. A wife just lost her husband. A husband just lo- lost his wife. Do you understand that?
0: Yeah, it's so, so true, Mary. Thanks for sharing that experience. I know it's probably not easy to share. Talk to us though, Mary, because I know we only have a handful of minutes left, but talk to us about Flow Joe Forever, what it is, because I have a feeling this is part of how you're honoring your mom too. And I don't know. I mean, we've chatted before I lost my brother, which is kind of what connected us. And I've lost a lot my dad now and so many other people through the years. And sometimes doing things in their name. There's a scholarship in my brother's name that I manage. And just every year, you know, people sending letters that I wouldn't have gone to college without, you know, your brother's scholarship and different things like that. Just it keeps his memory alive. And it's almost one of the things I do not only to honor his memory, but it helps me when I have a down day, when I'm, you know, feeling down about certain things and to get a letter in the mail. Tell us about what Flojo Forever is and what it means to you to be a to really create this? I mean, you're the CEO.
3: So it all started back in actually 2010, 2011. I wanted to start a Flojo Memorial Foundation. And this was before I realized a lot of work and a lot of staff and a big team to go into making a nonprofit um, organization. And I really had high hopes for, you know, making a memorial foundation in honor of her name. And I, you know, just wanted to do the best that I can just to honor her, her memory. But it wasn't getting where I wanted it to be and it wasn't coming about because I was still, you know, learning more about what she had gone through medically. So I put that on hold. And then in the year of 2013, 2014, 2015, Cavernous um, Angioma had came up in my news feed, and I was like, "That sounds familiar." And um, Angioma Alliance had reached out to me. They're in a nonprofit organization that really supports those who suffer from blood vessels that bleed in the range. They're called cavernous angiomas, and that is what my mom had bleeding in her brain that caused her to have seizures and eventually caused her to leave this earth. I really took the time in to educate myself on what had happened to my mom. So after she had me, she started having seizures. It's unfortunate that she had to deal with that on top of, you know, she never complained about it or or really let it stop her. I was with her on on a few occasions where she had suffered seizures and woken up in the hospital. I took rides in the ambulance. So I really had to see my mom go through the struggle of, you know, dealing with a medical condition that really wasn't known about at the time. And now that there's all these resources. So um, I became ambassador for Angioma Alliance for a couple of years. In the back of my mind, I really wanted to start something. I didn't know what it was yet. And then It came about. I was just like, you know what? I started seeing all these women really kind of standing out in the sports world of what my mom started. And then also it was like my mom did so much in her time, but I wasn't really seeing where her stuff was because she had so many things. She had a workout video. She had a Barbie doll. She had her own clothing line. She had her nail line. And I was just like, where is all of this? And why did it stop? And it should be going. It's because everything that's going on today, she was way ahead of her time. Nails are popular now, you know, fashion and sports go hand in hand now, especially like with Serena Williams. And then um, in 2015, the Indiana Pacers, she designed for their, their uniforms. And, and I was, I was lucky enough and blessed enough to sing the national anthem. And they gave me um, my own jersey that she designed. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to start a brand. And her world record still stands. And it's just like, that record's going to stand forever. And I just created Flojo is Forever. And at first, it started with um, one of my dad's athletes, but I... I think I wanted to go more deep and I wanted to make it more personal. So I started doing more things on my own and she created her own company. So it, we parted ways and then I brought it to my father's attention. What I was looking for was more support, but then I didn't get that. So I really, really did my research and I really, really stuck to my guns. And I'm just like, you know, cause you know, it was, I was told to just focus on my music career, focus on my son. And I didn't want to do that. I'm like, no, this is my passion. This is my dream. So at the time I was coaching gymnastics and, you know, I really, really took in what are athletes wearing and, and really wanted to create something that, you know, my mom, she used to sew my own leotards at gymnastics class. And I was just like, you know what? I want to create a brand and it's going to be called Fojo Forever. So what I can read is um, what we are about. Flojo Forever is a brand created to celebrate and honor the late and great Florence griffith Joyner. After setting and still holding two world records, she became known as Flojo and the fastest woman in the world. Quoted by her favorite words, believe, achieve, succeed. Flojo Forever continues to inspire the world through creativity, positivity, hard work, and dedication. Our company will highlight Flojo's greatest work as an entrepreneur, philanthropist. groupist, innovator designer scholar actress writer speaker and artist our goal is to keep empowering women men youth and people of all races and backgrounds globally we hope to continue the true legacy and essence of who flojo was and what she stood for through athleticism fashion fitness health and family flojo is forever oh
0: that's beautiful mary well, you're definitely accomplishing that with everything that I've seen. FloJoForever.com. Check out more about that. And Mary, if they want to find out more information about you, where can we get more information about you and your music and everything all that pertains to you?
3: They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Joiner World, and for FloJo Forever, it is at FloJo Forever. And um, to listen to my music and follow my music journey, com slash Mary Joiner.
0: Perfect. Mary Joiner, thank you so much for joining us. Before I let you go, anything that you want to say that you feel like you left out? I mean, it was really, really powerful. So appreciative of your time.
3: Honestly, I just want to thank you personally for still supporting me and always having me on the show and um, just reminding everybody, let's be kind to each other and let's love one another.
0: Oh, thanks, Mary. Well, when I have a talk show on like NBC, someday you'll be my first guest. I'm going to make that promise now.
3: Oh, okay, <laughs> great. And yes, I believe it. I'm going to put that in the yes section Yeah, Yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: We got to make vision boards and share them with each other. Yes. We'll put all of those links below that Mary just shared, but make sure to check out every single one of those links, Flojo Forever and Mary. We'll be right back on the Chia at Night. Hey, it's Lucia, and I'm so thrilled to welcome you to my podcast, Well Seekers. bringing you simple, accessible, and real stories and solutions to find your happy and well from the mind down, and to learn to form a better relationship with yourself and others. This is real. We're giving you simple, accessible advice and tools to make your mind, life, and world a whole lot more well. With knowledge, inspiration, honesty, self-care, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me and the rest of the Seekerhood as we journey to a mind and life you are going to love. Welcome to Well Seekers. It's a treat and a retreat for your day. You're listening to Lucia at Night. And we're back on Lucia at Night. Thanks so much to Mary Joyner for joining us. Before we let everyone go on, we always love to leave with something that you can take with you. And we were just talking about how... Um, It's actually proven that 30 minutes a day of TV does help you decompress. Once you go, like if you're binge watching that sort of like there's a tipping point um, where it doesn't work so well. But so we're talking about TV shows that we use to decompress. I probably because I watch it on my treadmill, watch like an hour of TV a day. I would say, what do you both watch?
2: Like what show I'm watching?
0: Well, how much do you watch?
2: Oh, uh well, when I work, I like to have the TV on in the background. In the background, so, yeah. So uh, probably all day if you want to count that. But yeah. um, I would say maybe a couple hours really focused on the TV, like mm-hmm. in total, not at once. Right. Chris. That's probably the same. about the same. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think I'm no, I never just sit down. and Well, rarely. I just had surgery. So I've watched a lot of TV. So we mm. were talking about our current favorite shows that we're obsessed with right now. Sarah had one, Krista's thinking. So we'll start with Sarah.
2: Yeah, so I've, uh, I'm. She's so excited, I'm excited. So I'm very late (laughs) to the game in watching it from start to finish. But I've seen, obviously, episodes of it growing up. Friends. Oh, I love Friends. (laughs) But that's not the one I'm talking about. It's The (laughs) Office.
1: Oh. Really? Yeah,
2: The Office. It's just like. It's it's very like the humor is obviously very different yeah. than what you would see on TV now, but it's just so like it's just like that dumb funny type of show.
0: So I trained at um, Upright Citizens Brigade, which is UCB was founded by Amy Poehler, and one of my teachers is on that show.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, he was I- so
0: fun. Zach Woods. Okay. He plays he like Steve Carell's boss.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, he's on Silicon Valley now, oh, too. Oh,
2: wow. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: He told me I had a future. Oh. Here I am in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got married. I wanted mm. to have kids. Don't have those. Either. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Krista. Nothing. Oh, I, wait, Sarah. I'm sorry. Krista. I'm putting everyone off. Sarah, did, I, did you finish? So you're obsessed with The Office.
2: Yeah, right now, just like, just having it on. Like, that's usually what I have on in the background now when I'm working. And it, it definitely makes me laugh once in a while, which I guess helps if I'm dealing with something mm-hmm. tough at work. Just gets me laughing. It is. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a fun show. It's just like that. It's like that dumb comedy. Like, it's like so stupid. This would never happen in real life. But it's so funny.
1: It is really funny. Krista, do you have yours? or? Um, No, I'm stuck on the name. I just... You. Oh, there you go. Oh. I told her about you. Did
2: you see that? I have not seen it yet, but I yeah. know about that show. Yeah, <laughs> It is
1: And then there's a bunch of other ones that are like that. Like it came from Dexter, and then there's something else that I started watching. Yeah, kind
0: of like Dexter, because you're like, is yeah. he the bad guy, or who's the yeah, right. bad guy here? Right. Because mm-hmm. you get really confused. Like at first it's like, oh yeah, he's the bad guy, but then it's like, no, oh, he, he's the bad guy. He I is mean, the, the bad a, guy?
1: He may think that he has good intentions. Yeah. uh, But he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's, we want to keep him out. That's why we lock our doors. And Mm. um, yeah. He seems like such a nice friendly guy. So I watched that. I just, we did binge when I was visiting my daughter and her boyfriend, we were watching, they were doing the office. uh, So that was fun. And um, this one, atypical. Um, Oh, it's so good. That's, that's a fun one. I
0: actually get sad during that show because uh, autism runs in my family and I work with, you know, a great shout out to inclusion films, which is a company that hires people to make shows Mm. um, that are all neurodiverse. And I just, I know that people love that show, but I thought it was interesting that they didn't choose an autistic actor to play the lead character. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I do get sad because he gets bullied at school, and right. I just like that stuff breaks my heart. Yeah. Does it change? Because I only watched a couple episodes of it. No, he just gets
1: bullied. Oof, so tough. Um. Anything else, Krista? Uh. No, just crime shows. You know, I do just binge <laughs> on on those. Mind Hunter. That's like.
0: One of my favorites right now, and I can't wait for it to come back. Have you seen it, Sarah? I have. No, seen
2: it. I've, I've heard of it. I think it's on my watch list. Okay, because so it seems it. like
0: a show you would watch. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, I, asked I do you. like
2: those crime or murder mm-hmm. mystery again probably why I'm very single right now because (laughs) you watch that stuff and it's like you're not going out on a date
0: (laughs) you're like on a bumble date you're like like, pretty much who did
2: it yeah (laughs) like that's I gotta find out who did it like I was just watching a movie earlier and it was some thriller and it was like I can't leave until I see like the ending like I gotta see Mm -hmm. what
0: happens you gotta just fast forward through it (laughs) just get to it
2: it was just like 10 minutes and I was like I can can stay (sighs) 10 minutes (laughs) yeah
0: Well, if you're looking for new TV shows, The Office from like 1970. And then I'm <laughs> um, just kidding.
2: It was like 2000s. It was like 2004 yeah. to 2013 or something.
0: Actually, Ed mm. Helms is on that show and he is my hands down celeb crush. Oh, OK. Him. Oh, well, well, let's leave it. Him, Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. pretty much those two. Ed Helms and Jason Bateman. Those are my celeb crushes. Mm, OK. Hmm. you guys have any yeah now <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i so i love i love nick jonas like from when oh, i was a young girl i've like interviewed in him jonas a bunch Brothers. of times yeah yeah well, he's married now so yeah. he's like not attainable anymore but i loved him and i really loved taron edgerton who i know i brought up one time who oh, played yeah. elton john and rocket man yeah oh, he's Gorgeous. And he's from the UK. So he's got that accent, which is a plus.
0: <laughs> he is cute. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to all the men listening to the show. You can also <laughs> let us know who your slip are. <laughs> Krista, any, but no. 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 Okay. Well, no. the so The Office, Mine Hunters, you. You. And Krista, what was yours? You. You. Okay. Mine
2: Hunters, you. There's also Friends. The That's office, also a great show. <laughs>
0: friends, atypical. The, if you are looking for something to, watch tonight with yourself or your significant other, or probably not your family for most of those shows. I'd put the kids to bed (laughs) Um, and then watch those shows. (laughs) Hopefully that can help you close the door on your day. Let some stress out and light up your night. From all of us here at Lucia at night, we can't wait to be back next month. We, I think we're going to have a great show about, well, I'm going to just save it in case it doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) Um, from all of us here at Lucia at night. Thanks so much for spending your time with us. I know that there's so many demands on your day and um, before we go, actually listening to podcasts, I do that to unwind too. So hopefully this has helped you unwind um, and brought a little joy to your night. We'll see you next time on Lucia at night. Thanks for spending your night with us on Lucia at night.